Hello and welcome to the season finale of the End Zone Podcast. It has been a fun seven years now. This will be our seventh full NFL season in the books. The Super Bowl complete, the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions beating the 49ers in overtime 25 to 22. Joined with me today is basically everyone who has helped carry this thing for the last six months and some change of off-season shows in in July and March. Uh, Mason, YB, Brock, and Brad all here. Brian Brown will be jumping in as well. Fellas, we made it. We got through. Some of us were here more than others, but some of us are here on a day they get to gloat. So I guess, I, I guess that's that's a that's a that's a solid solid piece of advice. Some of us have been too afraid to show our faces. Some may say since taking wild shots in group chats during painful moments for people on this on this podcast. But here we are at the end of the season, all, all back together. Brad, welcome on in. How are things going? How's Alberta treating you? Well, Alberta's treating me as, as about as well. I mean, from a geographical perspective, not the best. From a life perspective, I would say I'm, I'm doing very well. I can't say I appreciate the accusatory tones in my introduction there. I find that usually introductions, I mean, especially we're bringing on a champion. Well, I'm not a champion. I didn't really contribute much to the Super Bowl run. I feel like they could have done it without me. But I did predict them to win, and I predicted them to win at the start of the year. Now, let's not go back to before the playoffs where I said they probably wouldn't because their team sucked. But let's be real. This team did suck. They were very good. And if they can't beat them this year, if you can't beat these Chiefs, you're not beating any Chiefs. They're winning next year, too. You can't beat, you can't beat the Canarius Tony Chiefs. Come on, now. Come on. Well, I, I guess in the Super Bowl, it's not technically. Well, the Canarius Tony didn't, didn't play. play. I think that might have something to do with it. But I would say I would say he is an embodiment of sort of what they were this season. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, huh, Mitch Holters, I think, said it best. Chiefs radio guy. He says, you can dislike the Chiefs, you can disrespect the Chiefs, and you can you can doubt the Chiefs, but you're gonna have to deal with the Chiefs. And once again, like this was this was this was your guys' shot, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm very happy that you know we all got a good game in. Like I feel like I feel like just from like a pure football fan's perspective, uh, not necessarily of a specific team, but of it as a sport. I feel like a Super Bowl like that is sort of a victory for everybody. Now, Did you watch the first half? Okay. I know the first half was a little sloppy, but I actually thought that it was sloppy in a good defense sort of way. Like, yeah, I, I, agree. I thought most of the off – see, I heard people comparing it to that accursed Patriots-Rams Super Bowl that nobody really enjoyed. And that <laughs> felt like a little bit more like offensive ineptitude. This was just incredible defensive plays – on both sides. Both defenses played a pretty great game. Um, I mean, some of the uh, Trent McDuffie breakups in that game, which like, it's it's rare that you watch a game where it's like even somebody that doesn't know a ton about the technicalities of football can watch it and go, wow, that was just some really good defense. And that sort of felt like what was going on this entire game. Like, 
it's hard not to appreciate what like a Chris Jones was doing uh, in this one. And I think that that made it a very watchable first half, even though the score was kind of brutal and there was some like pretty major turnovers. And the second half was electric. The fourth quarter, are you kidding me? Great Super Bowl. And more importantly, I thought the refs called a great game. I don't, I can't really remember anything in that Super Bowl. We're sort of like, yeah, I don't know about that one. Like they didn't make it about them. And it feels, it's unfortunate that that feels notable, but I mean, we all watch the NFL. It, it, it is notable. There's usually something. I'm not one of those people that believes the NFL being great. That's ridiculous. I mean, the amount of calls refs have to make in a game, it's, it's, it's hard. There's always going to be moments that you can point to, but I want to commend them. This was a, just from a neutral fans perspective. What a fun event. The spectacle of the Super Bowl is unmatched in sporting, except by maybe the World Cup. Uh, but what it means to uh, hundreds of millions of people and it delivering on that hype at this level, beyond my joy as a Chiefs fan, obviously, I never dreamed that I would get to experience something like this. Just as a person that likes people being happy, what a day. What, like, what, a, what an event. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're happy, Brad. Um, that, I do that enjoy the unbiased opinion of the Chiefs fan. But, but I'm I'm glad that winning a Super Bowl brings you joy. I'm glad you're not dead inside. Um, YB just got called off into the corporate hellscape of South Korea. So good luck to him. Uh, Brian Brown took his place. Brian, Brad just said a lot of words. No I notes. I. No I, notes over here. I I, I agree. Better than a Chiefs fan being happy for everybody else that his team won. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I, very magnanimous of him to enjoy it for all of us. It really is, and I, I you know, the trying. We will we'll need a whole another podcast to go through everything that Bradford just laid out there. Uh, I I find it fascinating that he references the Chiefs as as if this is a Chiefs problem and not just a Patrick Mahomes problem. Because right now the NFL has a Patrick Mahomes problem. And I wonder if you put him on, well, I guess we can't use the Browns anymore because they're a playoff team. But if you put him on the Jets, uh, if you put him on uh, the Panthers, the Bears, what's the result there? Uh, because it seems like uh, the margin for error of everyone around him is so much higher uh, when, when he's able to just cover it up and 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 go like he like he was last night. I think uh, coaching many... makes assistance on that one, though, too. Yeah, coaching does matter, Ben. What? Why it don't does. you elaborate on that, Mason? Sorry. Uh, no, as somebody with a very milk toast coach who constantly hamstrings, oh, the, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen on our team in 20-plus years, I can definitely attest to the fact that when your coach makes crappy decisions and – I don't know, pisses games away. It doesn't really matter how good your quarterback is. Yeah. That's that's facts. Well, and, and I think the unique part about the game last night, from my perspective, and, and granted, I'm not a Chiefs fan, so I just have to rely on basics like winning prop bets and, and color of Gatorade and, and anthem singings and everything like that to, to drive joy from watching the game. Uh <laughs> That and you know other people losing their minds over Taylor Swift being on their television, which I don't get why the Super Bowl is somehow different than the other 364 days out of the year. Uh, all that being said, like I just I am it, 
the fascinating part about the Super Bowl for me is next day where you see all the all 22 mafia just breaking down every single play and throwing everything out there. Like this Niners team had every opportunity to win. And and you can second guess the coaching decisions of Kyle Shanahan all you want. Not going to be one to put up a fight against that. You had him fourth and one. You had one play to win the game. You play to win the game. You had one play to get it done and you couldn't. And you can go back throughout the course of that game where it's just tiny little bits of mixed execution. And you can call out coaching for that all you want. I get it. But at some point in time, there has to be that buffer zone between players got to make plays. And, and, you know, I think there was this element of just unfortunateness, like the fourth time all year that CMC fumbles. And it happens on the very first drive where the Niners were absolutely cooking and looked destined to score a touchdown. If that one goes differently, in theory, pulling apart the infinity stone, now all of a sudden it's 17 nothing into the second quarter by the time the Chiefs actually get on the board. And it is such a different feeling in that game. And I'm not saying that, you know, you, you, you can woulda, coulda, shoulda games all you want. Um, that is the insane margin that comes with competitive football at this level. And you could even point at the injuries, losing Greenlaw and Feliciano when they did. I mean, Feliciano probably doesn't screw up the protection on that uh, in the overtime and allow Chris Jones a free pass at Brock Purdy, right? So I just, you know, it, it is always – but I also think this is the beauty of football, right? There's always something that someone can take away from it and, and point at and reference uh, that's going to be their thing. And, you know, last night was – to Bradford's point, like whatever your thing was last night, it was on display during the Super Bowl, and you should be, you know, happy and, and enjoy that aspect of it. Brock, tell me what you thought about the Super Bowl. I mean, I had similar, I had people also trying to tell me that this was like one of the worst Super Bowls in recent memory, like at the beginning of the third quarter. And I immediately was like, clearly, you don't remember Super Bowl 48. Like everyone likes to talk about Rams Patriots being boring, but like Broncos Seahawks, where the final score was Ooh. like forty eight oh, yeah. to three. That, that is the over. worst <laughs> Super Bowl in recent memory. So I don't want to hear it. Right? You don't know what you're talking about. Is basically what I said. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a fine. I agree with what um, uh, I, th I think. Uh, actually, I, I, I'm about to say YB, but whoever said that it was a good, it wasn't like it was bad offense. It was good defense, and uh, in the first quarter or in the first half. And I mean, overtime in the Super Bowl, like that, that's, that's great. That's great for everybody. Um, but my main takeaway was I picked the chiefs going into this. And the reason was um, the chiefs and more specifically, Patrick Mahomes wins these types of games. You put him in a scenario where all he has to do is make one drive. He's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the same way. If, if he, if you, if you get to the end of the game and you, Knee and Patrick Mahomes has the opportunity to make one drive and win game. He is going to do it. And as soon as the entire rest of the AFC let us down, us quote unquote, everybody but Brad, um, by not knocking the page, the the uh, Chiefs out of the Super Bowl, I mean this is it. The Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl because they got this far. This is what they do. They win these kinds of games, and the defense kept it close enough. Um, there was that moment in the in the third quarter where they needed to drive to stay in it, right, to bring the game you know, into reach and they did it. 
And then they did it in overtime. They had they needed to drive and score and win. That's what they did. I mean, that, that's what that's what the Chiefs do. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. It was for me. It was a foregone conclusion as soon as they made it to this spot. But we got to we got to see it play out in real time. You know, we got. I mean, you were saying, Brian, you you relied on you know certain aspects to bring you joy. I was relying on playing a Taylor Swift drinking game where you drink every time you know she's on the screen. So I was having a great time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a good game. The Niners definitely missed their shot, and it's it's a it's it's that's so painful for Kyle Shanahan specifically because he's already missed so many opportunities, you know, in 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 the AFC title game. Or I'm sorry, in the NFC title game, but also like going back to that uh, Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl, um, twenty three. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not surprised by the outcome, uh, but you kind of feel for those Niners players. Yeah, you certainly you you certainly feel for the San Francisco 49ers. But one thing let let's just like put this to rest this offseason. Let's not like have a whole another offseason about like hope and discourse and everything like that. Like Brock Purdy is just not that different from Jimmy G. Because if you look at their Super Bowl performances, he missed Debo wide open oh. in the end zone before that before that Juwan Jennings touchdown. Like I'm and he 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 in large part missed throws down the stretch. They gave you have the always Chiefs had it out for Brock Purdy. You have always had it out for Brock. He just doesn't like for anybody named Brock. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm, I'm sensing like some Brock anti-Brock like narratives here. I don't know. I would be uncomfortable with it if I was you. <laughs> I'm just. Did I'm we just... watch the same game last night, Eric? Were you? Uh... Were you uh, sampling some of the local cuisine at, at whatever establishment you were at, like adult establishment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Brock Purdy like go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes for the entire Super Bowl and do nothing wrong except for watch his offensive lineman blow a protection scheme. He missed several. Brock was Brock was playing the better defense. So so Brock, if the margin of if the margin of mistake for Brock Purdy is perfection or nothing, yeah, like like I mean, that's I what guess, it was. Okay, I guess uh, that's fair. But that's what it was. He was playing the best de- one of like, I'm going to say this, right. And we're going to maybe not agree, but he was playing probably the best defense in the league. Like, yeah, many are saying that many are saying that and that's <laughs> fair. Like we're all prisoners of the moment to some degree. I think it's it, it, throughout the course of the season, it changed a lot, right? It was Browns yeah. at one point in time, then it was Ravens and the chiefs were kind of all flying under the radar. I will say this, you and I last week talked about Steve Spagnuolo being the best defensive coordinator in the history of football and yeah. if that call that he had on was it third and four mm-hmm. where he's got all the action going on to the top of the screen and then blitzes uh that was that was, a, that was a key moment McDuffie from the backs you know from the left side like that is such a brilliant call because it is a second year quarterback he's the eye discipline he's overthinking things right now and and so if you do the whole you know uh, it, it's very vagacy of him like Penn and Teller like I'm gonna have this trick going on over here, and boom, backside. We got you dead to rights. Like, and and even in that situation, Brock Purdy made the right choice mm-hmm. because as a quarterback, you're supposed to throw wherever the blitz is coming from, whatever to whatever area is vacating it. Problem was, McDuffie's just like there, like in his lap, and they've got so much going on. What can Brock Purdy do? Like, unless you're gonna start putting Boston Robotics guys out there, like we, we gotta tone it down a little bit in terms of what actual human beings are able to do while playing the game of football and, and, and you said you said 
let's not forget this is his second year he was the last pick in the draft like expectation versus performance i mean he's he's i mean let's not make tom brady comparisons because he's not tom brady but like in terms of expected performance versus what he's actually doing he's definitely exceeding expectations and i mean you can argue with some of his throws like maybe some of them in the in the in the second half weren't like on where they needed to be i'm thinking specifically of one where uh, there was, uh, I think it was either Debo or Conley was crossing and it, it was behind him a little bit and he just didn't make the catch, right? So that, it was a little off target, but it's like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had some of those as well. Like, Watkins, right? Yeah. And that's that's where it gets to because you made reference to Mahomes and the, and the fact that he feels unbeatable now anytime it's that last drive. And maybe I misread it at some point in time. His record in overtimes up until that point was actually 0-2. Right, lost to the Bengals two years previous. So Mahomes had to go through his strikes to get to that point as well, into the into to what we now feel is like an inevitability with him. And and like I agree with Brock on that. Like the last thing you want to do is, is give Patrick Mahomes a chance because he's an assassin. He is every bit the Michael Jordan of football. Uh, you know, at some point in time, the younger generation is going to start calling. Michael Jordan, the Patrick Mahomes of basketball, just because that's how these things tend to to, to work out. But I think if we're going to start holding other quarterbacks to a higher standard than the one that we're holding Mahomes to, uh, that's where I'm starting to get to the point of like we're losing our minds, right? In in terms of what we expect out of these guys, and and you can like Brock Purdy and you can dislike Brock Purdy and you can have your qualms about him. Brock Purdy was not the reason that the Niners lost that game last night. I, in my opinion. I agree. Although, to Eric's point, I guess, I mean, Brock Purdy's not a game breaker, right? I would say that's probably the main difference. But the thing is, it's not like he, like, like was the reason they lost, you know? And I don't think that you need a game-breaking quarterback when it's Kyle Shanahan with all of these unbelievable weapons. And where were they? I mean, CMC was okay. He had a lot of yards, but also that was a volume thing. Uh, but don't you like need that. a game-breaking quarterback to beat Patrick Mahomes? No, because Patrick Mahomes is playing a game manager role now. How many times does he throw deep? This is the guy that has a literal howitzer on his shoulder. He has the best arm in football. We saw him throw deep once. Yeah, but how many times did he pick up a first down with his legs when they needed it? Yeah, and like no, make no, perfect no. decisions. And it's, it's, like, it's not like he's going to be a game manager bounds and into sacks and, and things of that nature. Like it, it, it happened just the same. Like, it's dude, not I, like I can't tell you the number of times I shouted the scream, stop going to Bosa's side. Yes. He's going to beat you to the edge. Stop going over there. That's what I was just shouting Why at Why do you Patrick. like Nick Bosa so much, Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like, I know he's got a weird fetish for defensive ends and being buddy-buddy with them, but like, <laughs> That's the, the part. There's always going to be the stuff that you can extrapolate after the fact. And I, I'm positive that literally every play has been broken down in some way, shape, or form on Twitter by this point, by the time that we're recording. 100% yeah. positive. Because that's what people do when they decompress it. But, and that's, I mean, it, it, it's that's what's crazy about this game is that the margin is so thin. And yet there were so many opportunities for guys to go forward. You know, I, I really wonder had Greenlaw played for the entire game, does Mahomes pick up that fourth and one? Because that's one more veteran dude that's available when they run that 
and, and now now the debate on Twitter is is was it triple option? Was it a you know a a boot? What was it? You know, technically in in terms of how the play was designed, I I thought it was definitely an option play. But is Greenlaw good enough to get there to where he at least provides some sort of cushion for it? You know, and and just like I mean, even weird things like what if Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling doesn't run backwards on one play? You know, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that more than one though bothered me so badly though because how, he he picked up what two or three other first downs with his legs already at that point. They're going for it on fourth and one. How do you not put a spy on Patrick Mahomes when he's already done it to you within the past five minutes, three other times? Like stop him. But, but point, even Mason, like that's maybe where that's where Greenlaw could have come in, and that and- might be, and exactly that might be exactly where it is. Is that would be the the role that Greenlaw got to play, and so they you know beat down a man. Makes it harder. Just man, there were there were so many plays where the 49ers well, and, could and, genuinely end that game. Well, and even after that, once it got the overtime, the Niners take the ball first. And I know people. There's some you know contingent on the internet that hates that decision, but it's like you get into Chiefs territory. You are the 49ers. You are the Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers. You have all these offensive weapons, and you don't score a touchdown in overtime in the Super Bowl where it matters. Have you to. have to score in that moment. You have to, if you're the, if you're the 49ers, if you're arguably the best offense in the league, right? Because that's what you were for stretches of the season. You need to score. Like that is the moment you score. You bring your best play, your your best play, your best player. If it's CMC, if it's Debo and you, you have to score there. Like that's the game. No, you're hundred percent right. And I hate the narrative where they're like, Oh, the chiefs got exactly what they wanted, even without winning the coin toss. It's like, yeah, but if your offense is prolific enough to go down and score and you know it, why wouldn't you take the ball first? Because even if they come back and they score next score wins, you're up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you literally only have to kick a field goal. You don't even have to put it in. Like, yeah, it was- why would you not take the ball first? It still doesn't make sense. So the armchair quarterbacking on that shit doesn't make sense to me. It was a 13-play, almost eight-minute drive against a tired Chiefs defense, which was evident and they by the tired. fact. Yeah, I mean, they did too. Held big time on that play, and like I hated the call because there's a lot of contact. But I can't, even I can't deny the fact it was a hole. Like, yep. you can't wrap your arm around a dude's waist in the middle of a route. All that being said, like, and and maybe to Eric's point, that is the the, the Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes difference, right? Patrick Mahomes there at the nine yard line is putting it in the end zone in, in our yeah. minds, right? That's his yep. reputation. That's his, his aura. And Brock Purdy's just not there yet to where we believe that Purdy is that good. And, and like, I'll be honest, I don't know that I'm ever going to believe that Brock Purdy is going to hit that atmosphere. And, and, but that doesn't mean that he's not, you know, a, a, prominent quarterback in this league moving forward right like like this well, again is... like like you were saying earlier it's a standard that's kind of unrealistic to be holding other people to like yes we're watching it happen right now but if you were to hold okay, every but... quarterback to tom brady's standard over the past 20 years there'd be no freaking quarterbacks left well like... and the other thing about brock purdy too just real quick sorry i don't let everybody else talk i, I know i do this i hog the mic too much but uh like when you look at the other great quarterbacks around the league, Justin Herbert, six five, Adonis body, massive arm. Uh, Josh Allen, enormous human being. He's like the the giant out there playing amongst kids, right? Like the way that he plays football and just an elite athlete. Again, with a rocket arm, 
Lamar Jackson, incredible athlete, able to do things from the pocket that that we just haven't ever seen before. Brock Purdy. Well, he looks like an accountant, you know, like, like, like there's <laughs> nothing that jumps off the page about Brock where you're just like, oh, yeah, like that guy. I mean, he's got great footwork. I'm not going to lie, but nobody's out there. That dude's getting attacked. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody's out there watching him thinking like, oh, man, if he doesn't work out at quarterback, he's got Dancing with the Stars locked up, right? And, and so because of that lack of some sort of super impressive physical attribute, I think we really devalue what he does at quarterback but man i like the more i watch him and and maybe maybe it's just the uniforms i don't know maybe it's the fact that i grew up in the bay area watching the original guy like the shades of joe montana and what brock pretty can do like i see it more and more like just that that ability to make things happen and to make plays happen and and i think you know is if you're making it to the very like if you're going to toe-to-toe with patrick mahomes and getting your team to overtime in the super bowl in year number two I think the future's bright. Those are, those are all fair points, but but my my main point is this: you need a game breaking quarterback who is almost perfect to beat Patrick Mahomes. But if that is the standard, I guess what is the point? And this is where I get nihilistic and defeatist. Like, what what is really the purpose of all of this going into <laughs> next year? Because we're we're going to talk about. Of the Bengals, they're they're trying to bring everyone back. Maybe they draft one of these nice wide receivers. Oh, look at the Bills. They use some of their picks to add some more defensive players, and hopefully the defense stays healthy. And I bet they'll draft a wide receiver because they want to keep up. And we'll we'll talk about the Eagles trying to come back, and the Cowboys one last run, and the Niners. Please God, no. And the Niners <laughs> and all these teams, and and someone will surprise us, and we'll be like, oh, maybe the Ravens, but like. Honestly, what is the point? Especially if the Chiefs go out there and say, all right, we're going to pay our $24 million to Mike Evans oh, and man. sign him. Can you imagine? And, and oh, sign Mike him Evans and get, on the Chiefs? Oh. And, and get Patrick Mahomes a real weapon. And, oh, we'll franchise tag Chris Jones again and eat the cap hit down the road because ultimately the cap in the NFL doesn't matter. Like, what – what is the point of all this? Because it does feel like we're just hurtling towards a three-peat here. I know no one's ever done it before, but if anyone can do it, well, it's that's probably the point. them. That's the point right there. The point is history, all right? The point is legacy. It doesn't matter. You know, sometimes it's a team you don't like. But as a sports fan, decades from I want now, to see them crash and burn in hell. It, well, maybe that so. gives you a type of motivation. First of all, I want to say – I actually do think that, like, the quarterback that can play almost flawlessly to beat him does exist. Unfortunately, he's coached, co- coached by Sean McDermott, so I don't think that one's going to happen anytime soon. But oh, I hate my life. I think the point is legacy. Like, okay, and, and just I, I know I know I have a bit of a a, a a personal a personal affection here, which maybe makes my take less welcome on this. But think of. The the passion, whether positive or negative, that burns in people when you see oh man when you see uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, be handed by John Elway the Lombardi that gives them more <laughs> Super Bowls than any team in the division. Now you're just twisting than, the knife, Brad. Why are you doing this? Raiders, uh, more than, well, more than the Broncos and Chargers combined, or you can do a Raiders and Chargers combined if that's your thing. You just want to see how many people can hurt one statement. That's McCole Hardman plants. A Chiefs flag in the heart of Vegas, as red 
white and yellow confetti comes down as they play for the Super Bowl before the Raiders even play for a playoff game there. Think of the passion burning in a lot of people when that moment happens. So that's all I'm saying. That's what it's about for me is the passion. And I think that whether it's hatred or joy or disgust or respect, when you get to watch an anomaly, an anomaly like maybe this actually could be a three-peat, Probably unlikely, but as you said, like, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to you're gonna stop? It doesn't seem like you can stop these guys. And the team next year is going to be, frankly, better. I, I, I think that the point is, all those people – now, I'll admit, I wasn't around in the 90s, okay? I'm not that old. But a lot of people, I imagine, not a big fan of the Bulls, right, for sticking with the Jordan comparison. But there's something cool to be able to say that you witnessed – the Jordan Bulls. You were there for that Bulls dynasty. You know, it feels like something that transcends beyond the sport itself because it's something that uh, works its way into the vernacular of, of, of people that weren't traditionally sports fans. I mean, so many more people care about football now than they did before because this is becoming such a storyline. It's like even Tom Brady. I think some people are bigger than the game itself. And Mahomes is reaching that status. Uh, obviously, the Taylor Swift stuff can be uh, a, a lot for some people but at the same time this is the type of thing that cements legends and people are attracted to legends whether they hate them or they love them this is the type of shit that makes football great you know makes sports great and to me that's why i love games like this so much and why i love the spectacle of the super bowl and yeah it's my favorite team and i know it's uh, a team that is particularly hated by by members of this call for for very good reasons but in general, like to me, there is a point in all of this, and the point is that one day uh, you'll be able to say you watched this, and one day they'll fall. Rome will fall, and you guys will have the joy of watching Rome fall. Think about satisfying the Patriots come down. <laughs> you'll get that one day. You'll get that one day. You'll no, I won't. Trent- no, no. Mason <laughs> so, okay. will never get well, that. Probably. Hold on, hold on a second. No. Hold on, hold on. So, so Brad. I have the pleasure of not rooting for an AFC team. And, and Brian, I don't know Good where call. you stand on this. So I agree Roger. with largely what you said. So just to lend some credence from a non-Chiefs, non-AFC perspective, right? I, I think I think you're inherently right. I mean, we saw it with the Patriots, right? Everyone, mostly AFC, you know, people who people rode for AFC teams hated Tom Brady. Hated Tom Still hate Tom Brady. But like... Correct. We like to... Because this is what's going to be the new thing, right? Mahomes or Brady. That's that's potentially like we could be in that scenario where it's like the same conversation, LeBron or Jordan, right? We could get there if if Mahomes keeps going, right? We could get there. I mean, I I don't see how it's possible. I mean, Brady set an almost unreachable um, standard. Yeah, but... it's Brady by a mile still. I mean, he's got for sure, 40, for but sure. Let's, but like, let's calm down. Uh, saying, oh, oh no, I'm just saying that? we we could get there. Like Patrick Mahomes. How old is Patrick Mahomes? He's still in his twenties, right? Right, he could get there. I'm not saying he can't get there, but I will not have this conversation until he wins six Super Bowls. Because right, I agree with you. To date, to date, where are they at? Okay, I can I can actually tell you that. Um, and I I genuinely hate that we're having this conversation. I hate all of you for drawing me into it. And here we go. So I I hate that uh, we're having this conversation too because we did the exact same thing last year. If well, if we're compare if we're comparing. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady's statistics at the same age, at the same place in their careers. Patrick Mahomes has won two more games. Patrick Mahomes has thrown for 2,000 more yards. Patrick Mahomes has one more Super Bowl MVP to his name at this point. 
and they have an equal amount of Super Bowl wins. So, so listen, the touchdowns. Don't even three to more Pro Bowls, two more R. So, I'm, well, we're just, we're, I'm just I'm just talking about Super Bowls and playoffs. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, just the overall stats, though. It's but like well, yeah, clearly favorite yeah. Mahomes right now. So, like yeah. to take it to as take as it is concerned. Yes. To to take it back to the Jordan LeBron thing, like you can argue that LeBron. You, there's so many things you can argue, but I've always been on the side of the number of championships matter, right? I inherently think that Mahomes is a better athlete than Brady. And actually there's a lot of quarterbacks wow. you could say that about, you know, right. It's not easy. It's not hard to be a better athlete than Brady, but Brady had something that the rest of them didn't have, which is just the ability to win in the clutch. And I think we're starting to come to the same, you know, opinion about Mahomes where he just has this ability to win no matter what. I mean, Eric, you yourself, you you had the same kind of reaction I had as soon as they made the Super Bowl. It's just like that's it; they're winning. Period. End of story. Right? And and you you didn't want that to be the case, but you felt like that was true, and that's the way people felt about Brady. It, it was it, that was the that was it. So it's like if Mahomes is able to keep this up, I I think we may get to the point. Now I don't think we are there yet, and and Mason has definitely done a lot more research on this subject than I have, but like. I'm not ready to have that conversation. I'm just saying I am surprised that already we're only what two ish, three years away from when Brady retired. And we're already having this discussion about, Hey, there's potentially someone who can, you know, in the future be in that conversation. We're lucky is what I'm trying to say. Lucky is an interesting (laughs) term. Do you feel lucky? I feel lucky. Do you feel lucky? lucky? No, not even though lucky. Do you feel lucky, Mason? Because I certainly don't feel lucky. It's just my luck that my team won't make the playoffs for the next (laughs) 10 years. I'm going to throw out an Albert Breer classic here and just say, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Because that's the nature of the NFL, right? Like, Like, we're witnessing something truly incredible and amazing. If you're one of those dudes that's sitting on one of the other 31 teams right now, how are you not just like, man, this gives me so much motivation to go out and kick the Chiefs ass next year? And that's the problem, right? Is that Because we keep doing it in the regular season, and then when the postseason shows up, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, eventually eventually, it's going to stop. Like, like I know that we're in the moment is it right about, now. Is it actually yeah. going? I mean, yeah, statistically, it statistically <laughs> it's not it's, it's very unlikely that the Patriots' success is repeated, right? It is very unlikely. There's just but it already basically has in the raceway. Not really. Not really, though. Not the same level. I would like of to success. say, though, in, in your whole rant, Brad, you didn't take a shot at the Chargers, which I was kind of surprised at. Would you like to get that in? I did. I did make a slight one. I said that. Uh, you could do they could the Chiefs have more Super Bowl titles than the chart or the, the Chargers and Broncos combined and the Raiders and Chargers yeah, combined. He got it in. Okay. Got it okay. In. I guess you I guess you did get that in because I heard the LA one and I heard the Raiders shot about the playoff win, but I, I figured the Chargers could get a more directed dig at them. John Elway uh, is still better than ninety five percent of every Chiefs quarterback ever. So John El- John okay. That's a that's a rant to take. Um but, Look I mean, at the history of your, quarterbacks. Your quarterbacks the, have been pretty brutal. On the Kansas City there's, been some brutal, there's been some brutal ones. There's so been let's some brutal please ones. chill out. All I'm saying about John Elway, okay, I've watched a lot. Of, okay, I'm not 
No, we're not I'm doing not this right now. I'm the fan that you try to make me out to be. I yes, you are. You literally started watching football when Patrick Mahomes got drafted. You jumped true. on literally the true. year okay, before the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl. This is a fabrication, okay? Listen, I will admit <laughs> that. Were you there for the Alex Smith years? Were you there for the Jamal Charles years? Absolutely I, listen, not. Uh, listen, okay. Jamal Charles is great. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I have a huge admiration for Alex Smith, and Alex Smith was one of the main reasons I got into the I Chiefs. I bet he doesn't even know who Jamal Charles is. I watched a lot of football. My dad was a football coach for many years. Not in the NFL, obviously. That'd be kind of funny if I was just revealing that now. Uh, <laughs> I was very familiar with football, and I watched it as a relatively neutral fan, but I always had an affinity between the Chiefs and the Vikings, okay? And I'd never committed to one of them. And then Mahomes... And then the Chiefs won, and then you, no, no, you, you no, committed no, no, to no, that, no, which is the definition no, no, of a no, no, like, yeah. like that shit. I had a, a, an affinity for them. And then Mahomes' rookie year, I was like, okay, and then, I don't ever yes, want to miss... Then the best well, player of all time showed up, and you all... Mahomes' rookie year, I was like, okay, I do not want to miss a single moment of this, and I fully committed. So in that sense, maybe, but it's only a bandwagon. So yes, you now. are a bandwagon fan. All right, for we the got Chiefs there. When Alex Smith was their quarterback, I, they didn't. were one of my absolute favorites. Okay, it just it because uh, I saw greatness before you did, Eric. I could see it, and no, I wanted to be a part of it. You did not. Okay? I did. I let, did. Let, know. Maybe not. To this let, extent, yeah, I, I mean, see. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm. I, you know, I'm not here for you know gatekeeping when people became fans. Like, you yeah, know. I guess that is true. He's, hey, he's, and let the, let the record show Patrick Mahomes' rookie year. He didn't play. Yeah, that is true. All I'm saying, well, I, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is God, I, I can't believe I'm defending Bradford. What the fuck? A good knowledge of the game, and all I'll say this is this was an Elway point. Uh, Elway, Elway, Elway had some legendary moments, but I think he's remembered more fondly by history for his last two years. That's all I'm saying. I think there's, I think there is some He's, serious statistical anomalies no. with Elway. I think there are some serious statistical anomalies with Elway that make me a little. Why skeptical. are we doing this? This is not the John not, Elway that's a, that's debate podcast because this is your worst for... take that you always have every single year. I'm still All trying right. to figure out who was quarterback during the Jamal Charles era of Kansas City. So like, was it Alex Smith? Alex Smith was there. No, for... it was pre Alex. It was pre Alex. For yeah. the very tail end, he did have Alex Smith. Oh, yeah, I, I remember Alex Smith and Jamal Charles. Oh, who was it though? Oh my gosh, it's like right at the tip of my tongue. I'll be I'm honest, sure before it was Matt Castle for a little while, wasn't it? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Matt Castle would make been. sense. Before yeah, before Alex Castle. Smith, I didn't really register the Chiefs as an entity. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have that really <laughs> sad I mean, even, story. Like yeah, that that the Chiefs before Andy Reid were a very sad franchise. Daniel Chase. Daniel Chase. Daniel Chase. Damn. All right. Do we have anything else on the Super Bowl? Because if not, I have an itching to get to the offseason. I'm happy. Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I am happy that the season is over, but I am sad that my life has now devolved into the team that I do not like at all is now running the NFL. And I I, I I oddly feel an odd kinship to Mason because I know what you're going. I, I know what you went through. Uh, last, you won a Super Bowl. You've seen a championship. For the last, I, don't, I don't know if that's fair to Mason. For the last, no. 
Let me finish God my point. The last 16 years of your life, Mason, I understand what you've gone through. Because I, <laughs> I know there's another 10 years of darkness. And I know you're more tortured than me. I get it. But I'm the second most tortured person here right now. What? And What? <laughs> Uh, I, I willingly chose to be a Bengals fan, so I begged it. I begged it different. That is that that is right there with Taylor Swift isn't as successful as Travis Kelsey in in your in the takes that I have heard from you. Wait, that's something that he said. <laughs> yes, oh, I think oh, you were God. here for that, Brad. No, I don't think I he was. was. <laughs> you were, Brad. You and I, you and I carried the banner of Taylor Swift. No, I was. I was maybe, on that too. I was like, maybe, no, no, I mean, I would. I'm not a huge Swifty, but like, I don't mind her. I think, I, <laughs> I think honestly, Taylor Swift produces music below her talent level. I think she can make better stuff, but I do think she's pretty talented. Listen, I, mean, I, have I, been I, I take issue for the record. I'm taking issue with Eric's take that he's the second most tortured fan here because a he has seen a Super Bowl in his lifetime, several, and several. And, the, and the one that he's the most recent one, I was on the losing side of. <laughs> I guess that I guess that is true. You did, did your I'm sorry, did your yeah, coach host the podcast, did your so did you did your did you did the coach that you just hired get fired within nine months in the last calendar year? Oh no. no. Okay. <laughs> but, but I just I did have did, that did your team ago. draft a uh short quarterback and now is counting on a uh almost un unheard of outside of his own division offensive coordinator to be the head coach and bring you into the promised land? No, I guess that's not true. Okay. All right, I'm not as tortured as you, but I am tortured. I'm not even say, I don't even want to stand and say I'm like super tortured in comparison to someone like Mason, but I just wanted it out there. <laughs> but I, I am. Thanks, everybody. I think it would if we're ranking, if we're power ranking tortured, you know, of the panel here. It, for me, it would be Mason Bryant, since he just said he's a Bengals fan. Distant me. <laughs> And then after me, Eric. And Brad's not even on the scale. If it makes you feel any better, it's sort of a cosmic bouncing in the scales because my other two big sports teams that I'm a huge fan of are the Mariners and the Oilers. So I feel like I've sort of paid my dues in other realms. Sabres? Sabres. He said, oh. Okay, no, the, the Ryan I, Miller years were great, though, right? I, I've always had a soft spot for the Sabres. Yeah, dude, man, I miss I miss Ryan Miller, man. That was he was freaking great. I do I do miss him, and Lindy Ruff. Like I miss both of them. But every year, every year, Bradford comes on here and he goes, "Man, the Sabers are going to be so so good this year." <laughs> one year, just be patient. There's no, no all this. Wait, all the he might be right one time. Yeah, he can for good. He'll probably be right one year. That'll be good. Okay. Next year, right. Sabers are next Eric, year. Final, Sabers are making the playoffs. Final, final Super Bowl take. I think the commercials are getting worse. Yeah, like, the commercials up. were bad. Oh, so much worse. I didn't connect with any of them. Although I did, I did download the Copilot app. That was it. Well, were there any commercials that stand up? See, I since I live in Canada, I don't get the commercials, and I just have to watch like the same. Oh, really? That's that I all. Yeah, we don't get them. That so, sucks. Was there any like notable ones I should check out? Or no, they all, they all sucked. And the thing about yeah. the commercials is now the companies put them out like a week ahead of time, so they're kind of not that special anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've the seen two... at least half of them on Twitter during the course of the day too. So I mean, the only they'll be out there. The only two I remember are was the teaser for Deadpool two, which I'm very excited about, and the DoorDash one for some reason. <laughs> 
I don't remember See, any the Christopher of Walken one kind of stuff. Oh, okay, me. actually, I'm sorry. The Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken one was was actually not not terrible. The Christopher Walken one did was that a car commercial? As no. did the Hey Arnold game thrown by him. Captain Picard. But well, that was uh, that was the trailer for the Super Bowl. Though, right? oh, that was good too. That Wait, one Patrick was... Stewart chucking oh, Arnold yeah. into the side of a cliff. That that one that I enjoyed. That one was good, <laughs> but everything else sucked. All right, I am so tired. We have done this for so long. I appreciate you all, Bradford. Thank you for showing up. Over under, you show up for. I believe we'll do. If I had to guesstimate, we'll do twenty off season shows total. Over under, you show up for five and a half of them. Hey, well, okay. Listen, it's not my fault. I'm a very busy man. I am. You set over, that too high. I have yeah. overextended myself. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Am I allowed? Am I allowed to bet on this? Uh, no, no, uh, like <laughs> no. Can you wait? Can we say three and a half? I think three and a half is better. Three and a half. Okay. Well, All right. I'll take if it's, it's if it's three and a half. I'll take I'm the over. We'll life. only let okay. you bet on it if you take the over. I, I'm, I'm taking if it's three and a half. I'm taking the over. I have some I have some financial ventures that I cannot get into on this podcast that take up a lot of my time. I have I've very recently after the college again. I've I've very. I've very recently gotten a girlfriend. That takes up a lot of time. I have. I've been I, told. I, I, I work. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, Must be I'm nice. A, I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that my number one priority is an amateur football podcast. As near and dear as well, this to my heart. It should be. With that being said, probably smart to hit the under, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out of here, Brad. Bye bye. I appreciate you guys. To varying Later, degrees, Brad. but all to a lot. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, boys. Thanks for the help. A little housekeeping. This podcast feed is about to go dark. There might be uh there might be something with YB and Mason that YB was teasing out later. That might happen, it might not. We're going to the off season. The off season here works like this. Shows pop up when shows pop up. There will be a lot of shows between the months of March and April, and then not a lot of shows in the months of February, May, and June. And then we'll we'll come back for division previews in July. Brock, you've been a wonderful addition to this podcast. Will you, will you be joining us for the off season, or would you like a break? No. I mean, if you'll have me, I'll be happy to join. Awesome. All right, boys. This Brock, was fun. If if Eric won't have you, you and I can always sidebar anytime. You use words that like I have a hard time spelling, so I'm always on board of podcast with people like that. Wonderful. Thank you. To our listeners, the 17 of you. Thank you so That's much. 17. Wow. This is this is fantastic. <laughs> I enjoy doing this very much. And you make it all possible. I love you all. Thank you very much for listening. Season 7 in the books. Season 8 up next. Until next time, we will see you later. Happy off-season. Peace out.